very clear that your hearing decides where your head is turning. There's a correlation between what you're hearing and the direction that you're taking. So the reason why I'm handing you out all these, uh, you know, information is for us to know that our bodies are actually very fearfully and wonderfully made. And as you understand how your body works and yield to the working that God has so wonderfully put in your system, that's how you can be blessed. So don't live by fear, but live by faith because God has made, has created and made your body to be strong, to be powerful and to be functional. Amen. There is a direct correlation between your hearing and your head. And this why, that's why we are studying the power of hearing today. Whatever is in the natural actually reflects and tells you and gives you insight into what is in the spiritual. The spiritual is never meant to be mysterious. The spiritual is meant for us to understand. That's why in the book of Proverbs, the book of wisdom says, with all you're getting, get what? Understanding. So it's important for us to understand ourselves. It's important for you to understand you. And nobody can understand you better than yourself. So who is the most important person in your life? Yourself. All right? And so God wants you to love your neighbor as you love yourself. All right? So the power of hearing. So we are always hearing. You can never, you know, just stop your ear from hearing. You're always hearing. Even at night, you're hearing. And that's why there are dreams, and you know. And uh, we're always hearing. The key is either you're hearing God, or you're hearing your flesh, or you're hearing the devil. Now, understand that the devil will not come to you and tell you that I'm the devil. The devil will come to you and tell you that I am an angel. All right, so discernment is very, very important, but that's for another lesson. We need to decide, we need to make up our mind, whom do we want to hear? Do you want to hear God? Do you want to hear your flesh? Or do you want to hear the devil? The choice is always ours. Now, don't misunderstand the sovereignty of God. If God could interfere into people's lives, there would be nobody in hell. It's your choice. How you live your life and how you spend eternity is entirely your choice. God will hint you. God will prompt you. God would even warn you, but he would not control you. That's the main difference between God and demons. Now, I want you to look at Proverbs chapter 1 verse 5. The Bible is a treasure chest. There is a lot of treasure in the Bible. And it's waiting for you to dig out, waiting for you to explore, waiting for you to know. So if you look at Proverbs chapter 1 verse 5, a wise man will hear. The reason why you're here is because you're wise. 
And you're here to hear. You're here to listen. A wise man will hear. And what would it happen? What's the result? And will increase learning. And a man of understanding, because he has increased learning, so now he has become a man of understanding. A man of understanding will go to a higher level, will attain unto wise counsels. What's the name of the Holy Spirit in the Bible? Can you tell me? Counselor. How many of you want to hear the Holy Spirit? Yes. So that means when you're humble and you want to learn, you want to follow God, you become resilient. Being humble will give you the quality of strength. That's the meaning of the word resilient. When you're humble to follow God and to learn from him and to apply what you've learned to your daily living, there's a power called resilience which will be given to you and formed in you. To be resilient means it doesn't matter. There's a lot of sickness around me. I'm still healthy. It doesn't matter. They are talking about me. They're joking about me. They're mocking me. But I stay in peace. It doesn't matter what the world is happening. But I stay strong. Invincible. That's the quality of being resilient. Can you lift up your hands and say, this is what I want. Amen. Hallelujah. So, That qualifies you for your victory all the time. Remember last Sunday, how to have victory all the time, consistently, on a consistent basis, you can have victory. It doesn't matter. Sometimes the battle may last only for a few minutes. Sometimes the battle may last for a day. Sometimes the battle may last for a week. But the key is that at the end of the day, you have what? Victory. Amen. Come on, say with me, victory. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember, let me ask you a question. Did Jesus lose or did he win? Win. So if Jesus had won, so what is his will for you? Victory. That's right. Not failure. Okay. That's the will of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit for you. Victory. In every area of your life, victory. The victory of Jesus Christ. All right. So now let's look at Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21. Isaiah 30, 21. We're talking about the power of hearing. And your years shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk you in it. When you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. So it's like when you're caught in a moment, you don't know what to do. Like both the right and the left sounds good. They are attractive. Both, you know, look so good. Both look so convincing. And that's the time you need to hear. You need to wait on God. Amen. And God will prompt you. God will talk to you. The Holy Spirit will move in your heart. There is a warmth in you. Amen. There's an excitement in you. There is a peace in you. There is a sweetness in you. That says, this is the way, walk you in it. There's an umpire on the inside of you. A knowing on the inside.
inside of you. I remember when we first, you know, coming to Australia, we did not know. Sunny and I, we didn't know. Should we go to Sydney or should we go to Brisbane or should we go to Melbourne? You know, we didn't know. We didn't know. And then what happened? God led us. God led us. God guided us. Amen. This is the place. Brisbane is the state. Queensland is the state. Brisbane is the city. Amen. Hallelujah. How do I know that it's God who had led me? I see fruits. I had not changed my mind. How did I know that God had sent me to Wuhan and not to Shanghai and not to Beijing and not to Canton? Because the fruit, because it's consistent. I don't change my mind every other day. I don't change my mind every other year. I don't change my mind even every other four years, three years. No. How many of you know that God does not change? Amen. I stay married to the same man. I had not changed. If you have to change your mind every other second, that's not the Holy Spirit leading you. Amen. Faithfulness is the character of God. Faithfulness. And that's one part about worship that is so powerful. As we worship him, we partake of his nature. How many of you want to partake of the nature of God? As you worship him, you become more and more like him. Do you want to be like God? As you worship him, as you worship him in spirit and in truth, reading the word is also worshiping God. You become more and more like him. Amen. If you look at Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18, Proverbs 4, 18. What's, how do I know that I'm following God? How do I know that I've brought up my children right? How do I know that they got into the right uni? They got into the right faculty? Listen to this. Read this. But the path of the just is as a shining light that shines more and more. Another translation says brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. God will lead you in such a way that your life gets better and better. Why is your life getting better and better? Because you have more and more light. Because you have more and more understanding. You know God better and better. You're following him closer and closer. You hear his voice clearer and clearer. More and more regularly. On a regular, constant basis. Hallelujah. There's always a progression of the goodness of the Lord in your life. There's always a progression. If you've been a Christian for 20 years and nothing has changed, you're still always sick, you're still always poor, guess what? You have a problem. What problem? A hearing problem. If you don't hear God, it's not that God is not speaking. It's because you are not listening. And we're looking to the reasons why. All right? So praise the Lord. Amen. Can I ask you to look at John chapter 5 verse 25? John chapter 5 verse 25. Now, let's say if there's a lot of people calling you on the phone. All right? Can you always... Recognize the voice of your parents? 
Can you always recognize the voice of your spouse? Why? Because you've heard them so frequently. Because you've heard them so frequently. You've heard them for such a long time. And the same applies for God. How can I hear the voice of God? I've been hearing. I've been hearing him very often, very frequently in his word. In his word. I hear the voice of the Holy Spirit from the word of God. The Holy Spirit is the one who wrote the Bible. So when he spoke to me in a dream, when he speaks to me when I wake up in the morning, I know that is the Holy Spirit. How do you know that it's the Holy Spirit who told you to anoint the year of the people with holy oil and not you yourself? Because I said to the Lord, I thought it's the blood that is applied to the earlobe. And the Lord said to me, yes, there's the blood, but there's the oil on top of the blood. Go read your Bible. That's how I know. <laughs> That's how I know. It's not me. It's God. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. So if you look at John chapter 5 verse 25, this is Jesus speaking. He said, verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead. How many of you have seen a dead person? How many of you have have left vegetables in your fridge and you can't use them anymore because they are dead? <laughs> Rotten. When the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. Come alive. Come alive. Energy, life came into that body. Wow. Why? Because of the voice. Because of the voice. The voice. Now, Jesus demonstrated that. I want you to look at... Um, Okay, let's go to another scripture first. Uh, John chapter 11. John chapter 11, verse 43 to verse 44. How many of you know that the disciples told Jesus, Lazarus is dead. And Jesus was not in a hurry to go there. He said, he'll be fine. <laughs> because he knew what he was going to do. So he made sure that the body of Lazarus was dead and very dead. So nobody could argue with him. <laughs> so he stayed for another, how many days? Four days. Four days. Four days. How many of you have ever seen a dead body? I've seen my mother's dead body. Four days, really bad. And I want you to look at this. When he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice. It's not because he needs a, you know, a, a, a stronger volume. It's because of the power that's coming out of him. All right. He cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And that was dead, came forth. Wow. We are talking about the voice of God. We're talking about the voice of healing. Can you imagine that? Can you see that right now? Every molecule, every part that was in Lazarus' body responded to that voice. And that's what the rapture is about. Every part of you will respond to the sound of the trumpet. 
You better train yourself to hear the voice of God. So that it's not a strange voice to you. But it's a voice that you can recognize. It's a voice that your heart goes to 100%, 200%. Can we say amen? Amen. It's not the time to think, is this God or is that me? Is that God or is that in my imagination? No, it's the voice of God. Every part of Lazarus' dead body responded to that voice. And life came forth. Don't ever forget that you have a creator. You didn't give birth to yourself. Every one of us, life comes from God. The world is wanting to deny this creator. The world is trying to replace creation with science. No, no, no. You can never replace the creator with science, with artificial intelligence. Science is not bad, but it has to keep its place as a servant. Money is not bad, but it has to keep its place as a servant. Our intelligence is not bad, but it has to keep its place as a servant. Pride is the spirit of rebellion. Servanthood is the spirit of obedience. If you're willing and obedient, that's a servant. You will eat the good of the land. Do we get it? Amen. Look at Psalm 107 verse 20. We're talking about the voice. All right. Psalm 107 verse 20. What did he send? His word. How do we pray? Pastor Dora, can you teach me to pray? Now, you don't pray until the Holy Spirit has prompted you. You start praying when the Holy Spirit has given you the unction to pray. Say with me, the unction to function. One more time, the unction to function. Listen to me, church. It's very, very important that you pay attention to the anointing. The anointing is very, very important. I would always protect my anointing. I have found myself in places, I have found myself with people that it's like the anointing was sucked out of me and I would leave. The anointing, you must function with the anointing. The anointing is like a bubble and you live in that anointing. It's like a bubble and you live in that bubble. You live in that anointing. And the devil tries to squeeze you and suck the anointing out of you, the life out of you. But you must be wise enough to discern and understand that. That's how you defeat the devil. Can we say amen? If you look at Psalm 107 verse 20, he sent his word. Remember, the word and the voice, they are together. The word and the voice, they are together. And heal them and deliver them from their destructions. So that means there's a destroyer. Let me ask you, who is the destroyer? Satan. Who is the destroyer? Satan, you have to know and know and know without a doubt that he wants to destroy you. He does not joke. 
He knows who you are and he wants to destroy you. So it's not the time to play games. You need to know him. In every battle, one way to win the battle is to know your enemy. Because it's only when you know your enemy that you can destroy him. Too many Christians, you live your life too casually. And you're reasoning and you're reasoning. You use your intelligence and you miss the spiritual dimension. We'll talk about that later. Okay, so it's, it's very important for us to be aware. Amen. That's why the apostle said, Apostle Paul, he said, don't be ignorant of the devil's schemes. Okay, don't be ignorant of the devil's schemes. If you look at Isaiah 55 verse 11, Isaiah 55 verse 11. Isaiah 55 verse 11. Say with me, I'm receiving life right now. I'm receiving life right now. I'm receiving power right now. I'm receiving wisdom right now. Amen. Why did I get you to speak it? Because there's power in your word. There's power in your voice. If you look at Isaiah 55 verse 11, you said, are you sure, Pastor Dora, there's power in your word? Yes. Have you ever been hurt by words? Because you're living in a fallen world and it seems that what's negative has more impact on you. It's very easy to talk about what's negative. It's very easy to be convinced by what's negative because you're living in a fallen world. And in a fallen world, the negative has more impact than the positive. But don't ever forget the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ is positive. Amen. Hallelujah. There's power. Power in the word. And the devil twists it to become destructive power. But God says that it's for construction, for your benefit, not for your destruction. So shall my words, David, goes forth out of my mouth into your spirit, right? And out of your heart into your mouth, into your surroundings. It shall not return unto me empty without consequences, without effects, without profits, but it shall accomplish accomplishment. The word of God coming out of your heart, coming out of your mouth will always accomplish. Accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper. That's what happened to Lazarus. The word of Jesus spoken to his rotten body. Prosper his body. Brought life back to his body and his body became resurrected. It's the same principle. Jesus read Isaiah 55 verse 11. How many of you know that? How many of you know that Jesus read the Old Testament? Come on, lift up your hands if you do. Some of you are looking at me like this. Oh, are you sure? (laughs) Jesus read his Bible. (laughs) Come on. Jesus read his Bible. You better do your part as well. Amen. Jesus read Isaiah 55 11. He functioned as a covenant believer. He knew his word. He is the word. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. If you want to be successful in life, read the word. So here we can see, you know, some of us, we're so quiet, you know, just quiet. Don't want to talk, you know, just don't. I want you to see and to know that our God is a speaking God. He's not a dumb idol. He's a speaking God. 
God is always speaking. He's a speaking God. God is always speaking. He's a speaking God. God is always speaking. A speaking God needs a hearing sheep. A speaking God with hearing sheep. That's why Jesus said, my sheep, what? Hears my voice. He did not say, my sheep loves me. There are too many Christians who love, you know, the thing is that I love worship songs. But the thing is that we get so used to singing with lyrics. We don't know how to sing spontaneously. But one of the key elements of worship is that you sing spontaneously. All the musicians You should start worshiping God spontaneously and receiving songs and melodies. Don't just sing according to the score. Sing according to the lyrics. God wants us to be creative, innovative. Can we say amen? What is most expensive? What is creative? What is innovative? And God wants to bring this up in us. Come on, put your hand on your forehead. Father God, I give you thanks and praise for creativity, 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 spontaneity, spontaneity, creativity, creativity, spontaneity. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. I've studied for many years. I graduated from university and I find that one of the hardest thing is creativity. Creativity. But God can give it to you. God can give it to you. Come on, lift up your hands. Creativity. Creativity. Amen. So the speaking God and the hearing sheep. Now look at Proverbs chapter 20 verse 12. Proverbs 20, verse 12. And I just highlight the first part of that verse. Can you read the first three words with me together? One, two, three. The hearing ear. One more time. The hearing ear. Who made that? God. And that's our focus today. The hearing ear. I want to, number one, talk about deficient hearing. Now, one of the great ministries of Jesus when he was on the earth was what? Opening deaf ears. Opening deaf ears. I want you to notice that whatever Jesus did physically, there is a deep, powerful, spiritual significance. There are too many, there were in Jesus' days, and there are in our days, too many that cannot hear God. I'm talking about even Christians. The majority, I would say even up to 70% of Christians cannot hear God. So we are looking at what God wants us to improve on. So I want to highlight number one, deficient hearing. Okay, deficient hearing. So the first three words, the hearing ear, implies that there are ears that don't hear. Hearing ears implies that there are non-hearing ears that men have come up with. If you read Psalm 115 verse 6 or Psalm 135 verse 17, you will notice that God told us, They have years, but they hear not. They have years, but they hear not. How many of you have ever experienced you are saying something to somebody, but that person is like completely 
could not hear you. How many of you have experienced that? They have ears, but they hear not. So let's examine this. Why? Number one, there are years that deliberately don't hear. They deliberately do not hear. Why is that? There are those who turn a deaf ear to God. There are those who turn a deaf ear to the Holy Spirit. Of course, there are those that are rebellious. Number two, there are those who can't hear. All right, so number one, by choice, they turn a deaf ear to God. Number two, there are those who cannot hear. Why? Number one, they are dull in hearing. Too much earwax. <laughs> dull in hearing. Too, too blocked. Too, too much uh, stuff on the inside. Number two, their ears are too noisy. Busy. Preoccupied. Opinionated. Judgmental, critical. When they see something wrong, they see what's wrong. What's wrong? How can I fix it? What's wrong with that person? What's wrong with this situation? And the year is occupied with the problems and the problems, and that's why I cannot hear God. Number five, I'm sorry, the next reason, there are those who have not positioned themselves to hear God. They're always in the world. They're always at work. They're always in their home. They're always caught in problems. They have not positioned themselves to hear God. So that's why they can't hear him. And then number three. There are those who only hear God casually, partially. Here, maybe 20%, 30%, and then I'm on the run. Sorry, I have no time. I have to go. Okay, the Bible calls it hear amiss. The Bible calls it to hear God imperfectly. The Bible calls it to hear God with negligence. Taking God for granted. Not hearing him intentionally. And number four, there are those that hear God, but not with faith. They're hearing God, but faith is absent. They're hearing God, but the anointing is neglected. They are hearing without faith, without the anointing. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2, the word preached, even in the middle of the church, even in the midst of a congregation, the word preached did not profit them. So what's the heart of God? God's heart is to profit you. Now, for those of you, you still have the mentality that I'm suffering for God. I want you to understand that Jesus has suffered for you. And when we talk about suffering, yes, Jesus learned through suffering when he was on the earth. So suffering is a process. That's why David said, I walk through. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Right? So for example, if sickness is attacking you, what do you do? You suffer to win. You suffer to win. Can we say amen? You suffer to win. You don't blame God. You don't sit down and just let the devil bully you with sickness or poverty or mental sickness. 
It's hard on your flesh. You are suffering, but your spirit is winning. Amen. And your spirit is winning and your spirit is laying hold of your will, your thoughts and your emotions and your soul is laying hold of your body. And then you win. You walk through the valley of the shadow of death and you will fear no evil. Why? Because God is with me. David said, I would have fainted if I had not believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Can we say amen? It's very, very important. Amen. So the word preached them to them did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Say with me, faith. So what is the principle? Is Pastor Dora, you know, chastising us this morning? No. We, because I have had people talk to me and said, why don't you include yourself in what you're preaching? You always say you as if you were scolding us. <laughs> God have mercy. Okay. <laughs> we need to identify the obstacles to remove them. God is not telling us off. He is instructing us. Can we say amen? So listen to the principles and don't get personal and be offended. The Holy Ghost is our instructor. Say to the person next to you, listen up. Come on. Say to the person next to you, listen up. Amen. Change. Improve. Be promoted to a higher realm. Receive higher power and higher glory. Say to the person next to you, higher. higher. One more time. Higher. 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 Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Beware of the voice that tells you it's hard. It's too hard. God should be easy, easy, easy. <laughs> Go with me to Matthew chapter 7. I love the number 7. It's the number of perfection. It's the number of God. Matthew chapter 7 verse 13 to 14. You'll be blown away, you know, if you study the number in the Bible. God is so powerful. Matthew chapter 7 verse 13 to 14. Jesus said, enter in at the straight gate, the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to what? Come on. Answer me. That leads to? Leads to? Destruction. The, uh, I'm talking about Matthew chapter 7 verse 13 to 14. Enter you at the straight gate. For wide is the gate. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many. Many. This is verse 13, verse 13, 13. And many there be who go in thereat. That means it's wide, it's big, and there are many. Jesus is giving us a comparison, a contrast. Now look at verse 14. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leads unto life and few. Say with me, few. Few there be find it. That's why there are so many defeated Christians. If you want to be a successful Christian, you have to enter in through the narrow gate. If you want to be a successful Christian, you have to be willing to pay the price. You have to be willing to crucify your flesh. 
God is not going to pat you on your back. Amen? Let's read all these again because all of you are looking at me like this. I think it's very important that we get it. All right? Let's read it from the top. Enter you in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there be which go in their edge. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leads unto life and few there be that find it. Because I ask God this question. I mean, I've had times when I talk to God and I said, God, this is too hard. Isn't it easy? I mean, can you make it easier? (laughs) It's too hard. Can you make it easier? And then he said to me, go read. Go read Matthew chapter 7, verse 30 and 14. Amen? Can we have an amen? amen. Hallelujah. How many of you knows, know that those who are wise, those that are rich, they are not the majority? You can talk about depression all you want. You can talk about recession all you want. That will never affect those that are very rich. How many of you know that? Amen. God wants you to be the major. God wants you to be the minority. God wants you to be the privileged ones. God wants you to be the rich ones. God wants you to be the successful ones. But you have to be willing to be different. You have to be willing to be different. Come on, stay with me. My case is different. You have to be willing not to compromise. You have to be willing not to live after yourself but live after God. Can we say amen? Okay, let's go to power healing. We've talked about deficient healing, a deficient hearing. Now let's get into power hearing. When we talk about power healing, we're talking about multifaceted hearing. It's like you're hearing God in all the areas. You're hearing God in healing. You're hearing God in prosperity. You're hearing God in relationships. You're hearing God in sanctification and holiness. You're hearing God in the anointing. You're hearing God about the gifts of the Spirit. You're hearing God about the fruit of the Spirit. You're hearing God about angels. You're hearing God about cherubims. You're hearing God about the rapture. You know, multifaceted and multidimensional hearing. So you're hearing God, amen, from the kneecap all the way to your waist and all the way to your shoulders and all the way till you're completely immersed in his voice. Immersed in his voice. Amen. Amen. And we talk about power healing, a power hearing. We're talking about hearing from above. And God will lift you up, lift you up. Remember how Ezekiel, how he heard God. Amen. God will lift you up from, from the earth. Amen. To the heavens, you hear him. You're talking about hearing God in the spiritual realm. You're talking about hearing the word of God with the voice of the Holy Spirit. You're talking about hearing God with your born again spirit. Power healing. Amen. You know, one of the most important lessons as a Christian, I've been to Bible college. You know, I'm always a student of the word of God. I mean, even now, I'm very hungry to know God. I can read one book a day. You know, I can, I'm so hungry for God. And the most important lesson when it comes to learning is hearing the voice of God. You get that? You've got it. 
Hearing the voice of God is the most important lesson. Kenneth E. Hagin said that. Oral Roberts said that. Hearing the voice of God is the most important lesson for any Christian. And there are degrees, you know, you can go higher and higher and higher. Remember, what happened? What's the name of the guy who was caught up to heaven when he was walking with God? Enoch. And who is the guy uh, who was caught up in a chariot? Elijah. You know, you can hear God, you can hear God, and you can hear God, and it becomes so powerful. You'll go. Amen. Hallelujah. All the gifts of the Spirit. How do miracles happen? Because God speaks to that person. God speaks to an evangelist. God speaks to a pastor. And the pastor or the evangelist or the minister just repeat the word. Boom, miracles happen. Because we are stewards. We're stewards of the manifold grace of God. Amen. Now I want you to look at Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans 10, 17. So don't let a fly take your attention off the word of God. You know, the devil tries to distract, you know, the power is in focus. So Romans chapter 10, verse 17. How many of you know that we are in a generation? This is a very dangerous generation because our kids can't focus. One minute is too long. Even 30 seconds is too long. I mean, look at the, what's that? Uh, that's happening now. You have TikTok, TikTok. In TikTok, everything is doing fast, 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 fast. And when you watch something, fast forward, fast forward. I noticed that's how my daughter watched YouTube. You know, even with his, her medical lecture, she just... <laughs> fast forward hearing, fast forward seeing. Everything is fast. I'm really concerned about our kids and our grandkids. We're not living in a good time. That's why prayers are very important. Okay, so Romans ten seventeen, so that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It sounds very simple. But this is a very powerful spiritual principle. How many of you have ever heard uh, sermons on YouTube? There are so many. You know, in our days when I was a new Christian, if you want to hear a sermon, you have to buy it. I remember when I was in Gun City, I had to queue up in order to get a sermon on a tape. Remember those days? And uh, you have to go to a ministry to buy it, to buy the tapes, or later on you buy the CDs. We are now in a completely different generation. What's, what's the characteristic of this generation? Now, the prophecy that God gave to Daniel had been fulfilled because the knowledge of God had increased as, you know, the waters cover the sea. What's our generation is that you have so many. You want to hear this? You want to hear it? You want to hear this? You want to... Which one should I hear? <laughs> Which one should I listen to? I listen to this. Fast forward. And then listen to that. Fast forward. Listen to that one. Fast forward. That's the problem of our generation. People can't concentrate, cannot focus, cannot stay faithful. Have you found this out for yourself? Isn't this true? Isn't this true? To be wise. You have to be wise. God will send you his teacher. Your teacher is sent. 
the word of God is sent. It's just like the Bible, 66 books of the Bible, so many scriptures. Which one should I pray? Which one should I preach? Must be sent. Jesus is the sent one. The word of God is the sent word. The prayers are given by the Holy Spirit. You are sent to a church. You are sent to a city. You are sent to a group of people. So what's the most important? Hearing the voice of God. My sheep hears my voice. In the midst of all of the confusion, in the midst of all the available options, can we say amen? Amen. Why do we have to hear God? You have to hear God so you know which school you send your kids to, which faculty you want to go into, which job you want to do, which company should you join, which, which place should you apply for a job. Only those who are led by the Spirit of God will succeed in life. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So hearing is intentional, devotional, and diligent. That's the power healing. You keep hearing and hearing and hearing until you become fully persuaded. That's how I know. You keep hearing and hearing and hearing. Listen to me. Until you catch the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith. I've heard so much on healing. I've heard so much on healing. But there is still unbelief in you. You know that. And God knows that. So you have to hear and hear and hear till you're saturated. So that you are fully persuaded. So that your opinions no longer are present. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Amen. I want you to remember Jesus uh, talked to, uh, what's his name? Nicodemus. How many of you remember that scripture? About being born again, you know? The wind blows where it will. So it's the same for everyone who is born of the spirit. What, what was Jesus saying? So the, the word of healing was preached to so many people. I had somebody who called me, texted me from Hong Kong 17 years ago. She was suffering from depression 17 years ago. I mean, she was at the psychiatric level, had to take medication. Nothing worked. And she was healed in the service. She didn't tell me until 17 years later. So how come so many people were there? How come only one person got healed? Or maybe only two people got healed? Maybe only three people got healed? Why? Have you ever asked yourself, the word of God says that God is no respecter of persons. So it's not God choosing, I'm healing you, choosing, I'm healing you, choosing, I'm healing you. No, 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 it's nothing. It's not God. It's not God choosing. It's the people catching. The woman with the issue of blood, she was determined. She planned. She planned. She was determined. She heard to begin with. She heard about Jesus. She heard about Jesus. And then she planned. And she planned to risk her life. And then she pressed. She pressed in spite of all the people around her. You know, people could be very rough, especially she's a woman in the midst of all the men. How many of you have failed to receive something from God because you 
compromise, you give up because it's too hard, it's too tough. And there are other noises. And the other noises have taken precedence over the voice of God. That's why you can't hear. But the woman, didn't she get it? Didn't she get it? She got it. How? Because she was determined. She was intentional. And she kept pressing. She didn't give up. And she touched. It's the touch of faith. It's the touch of faith. She caught the spirit of faith. And it was the touch of faith. And Jesus said, your faith had made you whole. When it comes to receiving from God and hearing from God, you have to stop allowing natural situations and natural voices that talk you out of the miracles of God. Because God's miracles are not confined to our human experiences. Don't go to God and say, how come she didn't get healed? Huh? And she's a great man, a great woman of God. How come he didn't get healed and he's a great evangelist? How come she didn't get healed? Don't talk like that to God because he's not in your realm. I mean, as far as Christians are concerned, you know, we have no fear of death. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. There's no fear of death. It's the victory. It's the victory that glorifies God. Can we say amen? amen? I mean, it could be it's the pain is too great. So that person, you know, just gave up her fight and just went to be with the Lord. It's perfectly okay. Can we say amen? And that's why healing needs to be trained. And that's why you've noticed I've, teach, I've taught kingdom warriors. I've taught in the church so much on healing. Because you need to hear and you need to hear and you need to practice. You need to practice and you need to train yourself. You need to train yourself. If you are scared with a little bit of tummy ache, you know, how can you, you know, get into the battle of healing? Because it is a battle. It is a spiritual body. It is a, it's a spiritual battle. The devil wants to ruin your body. It is a spiritual battle. Can we say amen? amen? Hearing. Hearing. So that woman was intentional. She was deliberate. She was expectant. And she got it. And Jesus recommended her faith. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Power healing. All right. So if I can ask you to look at Galatians chapter 3 verse 2. Now, if you don't get power healing, if you don't get hearing from a higher realm, you'll be caught always in the earthly realm. And you'll be recycling your problems, your problems, your problems. Why? Because you're asking devils to keep attacking you because you gave him all your attention. You gave him all your time. You gave him your brain. He's like, well, he wants me. She wants me. You gave him all your meditation. But God is taking you higher. Can we say amen? Come on, say with me, higher. Higher. Now go with me to Galatians chapter 3 verse 2. This is the apostle Paul. Remember, Paul was moving in signs and wonders and miracles. So he knew the ways of God. The ways of God. That's what we're talking about. The ways of God. And they are not cheap. They are reserved for those that would diligently pursue him. The apostle Paul said, this only would I learn of you. He said, can I brighten you a little bit here? Can I make you smarter spiritually? He said, can I get you to think 
Amen. He said, receive you the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. What's the answer? Come on, church, tell me. What's the answer? The hearing of faith. So the hearing of faith has to do with receiving the spirit. The hearing of faith has to do with receiving either the spirit of healing, the spirit of prosperity, the spirit of joy, the spirit of peace. The hearing of faith has to do with hearing, to do with receiving. Hearing has to do with receiving from God. And let's look at another scripture, verse 5. Because Paul is imparting wisdom here. So let's catch this wisdom from him. He therefore that ministers to you what the spirit. Healing is a spirit. He therefore that ministers to you the spirit. The spirit is so quick. Get into the body. Heal everything. Get into the body of Lazarus. Came back to life. Have you ever thought about that? Amen. You know, Jesus didn't say, okay, just sit here for one day and Lazarus will come back. Time. We're living in a time of, what's that called? Escalation. Time is going to be faster than you ever know. We're caught in this. This generation is a very fast generation because Jesus is coming soon. He therefore then ministers to you the spirit and works miracles among you. Doeth he by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Even now as you hear, as we're hearing God, are we hearing God in faith? Yes. Yes. So hearing is to do with receiving the ministry of the Holy Spirit and receiving miracles. And that's why, for example, when you're sick, you can play the teaching on healing. Play another, use another phone or whatever, play the songs on, on healing or just praise the Lord. So when you go into a kitchen, you have the praise and worship music. You go into your bedroom, you have healing, preaching. You go into your workplace. Uh, I don't know about workplace, but you go into your car. You go into your car, your car is playing, you know, teaching on healing, receiving from God, teaching faith. So what's happening? On the inside, you have all these resources that's working, all this energy, power that's working in you. Before you notice, I'm already healed. Amen. But if you focus on just sickness and all your attention is on sickness, oh God, how come you still have not healed me? Oh God, how come I still have these symptoms? What's happening? You're focused on the problem and that's what you will get is the problem. How many of you have got it? Lift up your hands. Amen. Amen. Now, I want you to look at a very, very important scripture. We go back to Romans chapter 10, 17. Romans 10, 17. We read this just now. Are you getting it? Are you excited? Romans 10, 17. Let's read this together. One, two, three. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay, how many of you have heard this many times? Yes. This is a very powerful statement. Now, when you read the Bible, please understand that this is a statement of fact. The Holy Spirit is telling us, 
Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is a fact. This is a spiritual principle. You put it into practice, it will always work. These are not suggestions. It's like God is the richest, you know, he's the richest man on the earth. Come on. Jesus, he's the healthiest man when he was on the earth, right? So they knew, the apostle Paul, they all knew. Remember, uh, when you read 1 John, he said that so that your fellowship is with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So they're saying, you know, read the books of Kenneth E. Hagen, the, the books of R. Roberts, read the books, uh, who else? Uh, uh, all those, you know, all those uh, Catherine Kuhlman, okay? Because they had experienced God and they knew the ways of God. And so they said, I want to pass it to you. So you can do the same thing. All right? This is a very, very powerful statement. So it's like the Holy Spirit is telling you, as you hear, catch. As you hear, catch. The wind blows where it will. The word is being sent right now. The words are going forth. And with the word, you have the spirit of faith. The wind of the spirit. But it's up to you to catch it. Come to you to catch it. Come on, say with me, catch it. Catch it. Catch the spirit of faith. Catch the spirit of faith. Catch it. The woman with the issue of blood, the minute she heard it, she caught it. She wasn't in the sermon with Jesus, but she heard about Jesus. Wow. She heard about Jesus and she caught the faith. She caught the faith. Come on, say to the person next to you, catch the faith right now. So when I'm going, when, when I'm anointing your year, Catch the faith. Catch the faith. That as soon as the oil touch your earlobe, you're getting hearing. You're getting spiritual hearing. You're hearing from God consistently, regularly, frequently. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't allow your secular mind to talk you out of it. The difference between the Israelites and the Gentiles in the Old Testament. The difference between the born-again, spirit-filled Christians and the carnal, unsaved, worldly people and even some religious Christians. Where's the difference? It's in hearing the voice of God. You know why so many Christians have to go to this prophet, that prophet? Because they can't hear God for themselves. You have to ask this person to tell you what God is saying. That person to tell you what God is saying. Because why? You're not hearing God yourself. But Jesus said, my sheep hears my voice. So once again, it's a statement of fact. Get it? Amen. The voice of the Lord appears 47 times in the Bible. Now, some of you now are dozing off, rebuke that spirit. (laughs) Because I remember I could be driving. I was driving 120 kilometers per hour and I was dozing off. And I kept pinching myself. Pinch and slap. (laughs) You don't doze off driving 120. (laughs) Can we say amen? So that's the the devil, of course. 
So let's go back to this. The voice of the Lord 47 times in the Bible. Four is a global number. Seven is the number of perfection. Let me ask you, when Adam and Eve, okay, the first time that this phrase appeared is in Genesis chapter 3. When Adam and Eve, what happened? As soon as they heard the voice of the devil, they didn't want to hear the voice of God. As soon as they took in the voice of the devil, they ran, they hid from the voice of God. That's the fall. That tells you how important it is hearing the voice of God. Do you get it? That's why you have people, as soon as they're upset with Pastor Dora, they leave the church because it's to separate you from the voice. Do you, can you see this? Can you see this? They hid themselves from the Lord, separating themselves from the voice of God. The voice of the devil had taken precedence over the voice of the father. Lift up your hands with me and say, I want the voice of the father. I want the voice of God. Okay, let me finish with this. Go with me to Isaiah chapter 50. Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4. Isaiah 40, verse 4. How many of you have in the past heard God in the morning? Lift up, your, lift up your hands, yes. That you have heard God in the morning, yes. So if you look at Isaiah, verse 50, go to the, the third last line, the third last line. He wakens morning by morning. He wakens my year to hear as the learned. Now, I'm breaking this bread for you, all right? So God wakes us up. He wakes morning by morning. The word wakens means to stir you, to arouse you, to, so that you become alert, so that you are not dull anymore, so that you become sharp. That's the word wakens, okay? It means to arouse, to stir up, to make you become sharp. All right. He wakes my ear to hear. The word hear is the word shama. The word shama in Hebrew means to perceive. I hear to perceive. I hear to know. I hear to understand. I hear to judge. Remember like Solomon, you know, the, the wisdom of Solomon. I hear to serve. I hear to follow God. So he wakes my ear to hear as the Learned. The learned means those that are educated in the Lord by the Holy Spirit. Those who are taught by the Holy Ghost. Those that are instructed. They are not barbarians. The opposite of learned means barbarians. They are unlearned. They are not barbarians. They are not raw in the Lord. They are the learned. So we need both. You don't want to just occasionally hear God, but then don't hear God most of the time. We need to hear God in a dramatic way that he wakes us up in the morning, that especially when you're in troubles, that he would stop you, he would warn you. At the same time, you need to hear the, the quiet voice of the Holy Spirit in you every day on a regular, consistent basis. How many of you know what I'm talking about? We need both. Come on, lift up your hands and say, Lord, I want both. Amen. Hallelujah.
Amen. So as I put the oil on your earlobe, amen, believe God to open your ear. Believe God to open your spiritual ear, to open it wide. Amen. To get rid of all obstacles and hindrances that stop you from hearing God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Before I move on, I'll just share this testimony. Uh, when I was uh, born again in Bangkok in 1991 in Bangkok, at the place where we stay at that time at Patana Court, I remember that was the first time that I heard God's audible voice. I heard his audible voice and it was like something was piercing my ear. It was very sharp and it was like a piercing in my ear. And I heard his voice. He said to me, I'm opening your ears. And now that your ears are open, I will continually speak to you. And his voice, because I, I, I didn't know my Bible very well at that time. But his voice was like, um, it was not like a human voice. It's like a voice that has many channels. A voice that has many channels, like multi, like what I said just now, by the, the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, multifaceted, multidimensional. And then when I started reading it, it's in the book of Revelation, that his voice is like the voice of many waters. That's the exact description. Amen. Hallelujah. And I've heard the audible voice of God more than once. And he is very, very real. Hearing the voice of God was what got Sonny and myself to hear. In Brisbane. Amen. Hearing the voice of God had stopped us from a lot of problems. So it's very, very important. And his voice is not cheap. You have to be willing to be devoted, committed, and dedicated. There is no such thing as casually hearing, occasionally hearing. I only hear him when I need him. No, it's a price that you have to pay. It's a devotion, it's a dedication. And God will always talk to his servants, his servants who are willing to serve him. Amen. Can I ask you to stand with me? Thank you, Jesus. Just pray in the spirit. Just wait on him. Let's wait on the Lord. If, if you don't have time for God, you can't hear him. You know, one of the priorities when it comes to hearing the voice of God is to give him your time. If you don't give him your time, you know, he won't cast his pearls before the swine. The Lord is saying that in order to hear my voice, this is what he's saying, that you have to separate yourself. You have to stop hearing the world. You have to stop hearing the secular. You have to stop believing what they're telling you, that you are a failure. You have to stop believing what they're telling you, that you're not work, things are not working for you. Things are tumbling and falling, falling apart. You have to stop hearing the voice of the enemy that tells you your faith is not working, healing is not working. You have to stop that. Because I'm not in the business of competition. 
God is saying that he will not compete with other voices. He will not compete for your faith. He will not compete for your attention. He will not compete for your obedience. He works with you as you choose. He has given you the authority over your life and he will not change that. That's why the word of God says, blessed are the wise in heart, for they will see God. They will hear God. Amen. So if I can ask you, um, if I can have uh, Haley or, and Wendy to help the people to come to the front, I'm going to start anointing your year right now with oil. So it is written in the book of Leviticus. It is written in the book of Leviticus that number one, the priest would use the blood of the animal, put it on the right ear, the ear lobe of the right ear. So that is cleansing. Jesus had already given us the blood. All right. So I believe that when you're born again, you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. His blood had washed away all your sins. Because the oil cannot be applied until you're washed. So once you've been washed with the blood, then the Holy Spirit can start working in your life. So the oil is the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit will start working in your life, opening your ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And as you hear, you have the power to obey. As you hear, you get the power to obey. Hearing and obedience come together. Amen. So uh, remember, whatever you do, you do it by faith. That's how it will profit you. So if you can come to the front, please. The music team to play for me.